the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, hello, friends. Welcome to Difference Makers on True Talk 800. Across the glass is the newly quaffed Clark Hilton. You look sharp today, Clark. My name is Mike Lee, the Director of Local Ministries here at True Talk 800, 93.9 KPDQ and 104.1 The Fish. And today's special guest expert is a dear friend of mine. His name is James Autry. You may remember him as executive director, not only of Serving Our Neighbors, but also of the Christian Chamber of Commerce of the Northwest. So how are you today, James? Uh, Bright and sunny, even though the clouds have come in. (laughs) You, to me, my friend, are just the Energizer Bunny. I never see you down or not upbeat. It's it's to the point where I wonder: Is there something there? Are you are you like high on chocolate or coffee all the time? Do you go home and yell at the cat or the kids or something, or are you just always naturally this upbeat in your demeanor? Uh, there are times when I'm quiet and uh, crash, and at times when I can get upset with the boys, and and you know life is challenging. I mean, we tried to get down to the watched the Oregon Symphony last night at water you know at the waterfront park and Ooh, how Susan was that? Was, it was awesome it always is we love to end the summer that way and it was just I didn't pick the right spot Susan was upset <laughs> it was just <laughs> crazy you know and I was in a suit and they were in casual clothes and and so yeah there's times when it's frustrating but you know God is good that's the amazing thing about our life is that the, the joy of the Lord is our strength and we can choose to focus in on all the drama or we can choose to focus in on all the incredible things that are happening but it's more than simply a rosy, positive perspective. I mean, wh- when the, the joy of the Lord hits you and hits yeah. your heart, it's like nothing else. It's like a Daniel Darby is a <laughs> golf coach at Multnomah University. He yeah. talks about the first time he hit the sweet spot on a golf ball. Yes. It was like a light bulb went off in his head. It, it was a lightning bolt. It so was, there was nothing quite like it. Exactly. So hopefully what we do here on True Talk and KPDQ and The Fish and on Difference Makers points people toward more than just doing but being in the presence of an awesome God. And we have a great example. I mean, it says about Jesus Christ that it was the joy that was set before him that gave him the ability to endure the cross. And so he was able to get through all of the challenges that he had to go through to get us to be able to be connected back to God. And it was that joy of seeing us connected to God that, that gave him that, that, that push and that drive and that passion to do the ultimate thing. And that is give his life for the entire planet and all of creation and everything. And, and that, that was his motivating factor. And, and again, he focused in on that rather than the people there were beating him up and pull, pulling out his beard and, you know, slapping with the, with the stripes that purchased our healing. <laughs> you know, he saw how all of that was going to be turned and used for good. Of all the different movies I've seen at there or, or TV shows at one point, I think The Passion of the Christ, the Mel Gibson film, really struck that home for me like nothing else yeah. in its graphic violence yeah. and just the overwhelming mood of the crowd walking out of that theater at the end of the night. Mm-hmm. I just I was touched, and that was a long time ago. When you think about yeah, it, yeah, I saw it. I saw it in the theater. And I have it, but I haven't watched it again because it is hard. It's a very challenging movie because it's reality, and I don't shirk away from reality. I see what's in front of me. But again, 
Joseph said to his brothers, what you meant for evil, God's turned to our good. And if you had that, pro- that perspective from the very beginning rather than years later, you know, as he said that to his brothers, uh, and I think that's what carried Joseph through the pit, the, pit, the, the, the prison experience and then all that, uh, that's what allowed him to be where he was at to serve and to save the nation. I mean, we wouldn't have Messiah. We wouldn't have Jesus if it hadn't been for what Joseph did in Egypt because there wouldn't be no nation of Israel. <laughs> so it's funny we stumbled upon talking about a movie because Serving mm. Our Neighbors is supporting an upcoming movie yep. that opens nationally on Friday, September 5th. And you were fortunate enough to see this movie already. Would you like to tell us about it? Yeah, it's an amazing, it's a very simple story. It's uh, two twins that are separated at birth because of the era that they live in. And it's kind of have a, a little bit touched me a lot because I grew up in the South. I understood the the context of Alabama and Georgia and the struggles and challenges. But it's a Jewish couple that actually have to decide to give up one of their sons, and they give their son to a Christian minister, and he's raised. Uh, but there's a link between the two boys, and it's the discovery process and the process of a forgiveness and the process of, of going through all of that drama and that tension and that struggle that you come out the end saying, wow, you know, this, was, this is cool. This is, this is redemptive. This was a story about what God's done for us. And what I wrote about, and in, in, as I sent out this email, uh, was that, that 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 God is always about. He's He's always a great father. He's always a good father. He's always fathering us. He's always taking us to that place where we can be uh, fulfilled and and fulfill our purpose and our assignment. And He'll be able to say to us, "Well done, good and faithful servant." But all of that takes cooperation on our part, and we can fight that, which one of the brothers does, or we can engage with that. And 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 see the outcome of that. So I, I it, it's a it's an interesting movie because I'm an Elvis fan, and the guy kind of looks like Elvis. <laughs> and I bet uh, that was intentional. And I grew up exactly. I grew up singing and learning how to sing, listening to Elvis. So it's kind of quirky at, at first, but I loved it as far as how it developed. And they did mention Elvis because I thought maybe this is a story about Elvis and of another twenty ad, but it wasn't. And so it, it was. Uh, it, I would strongly recommend people going and seeing it and taking okay. their family. How, how many guitars out of four <laughs> would you rate this movie? Uh, guitars out of four. Let's do four. That'd be great. A four guitar movie, yeah. as uh, as judged by James Autry. The who's music seen it is in great. Advance. It's from the fifties rock and yeah. roll era. Starring, brand new, yeah, brand new songs that are awesome. They're really good. Go ahead. They are good. Okay, <laughs> that's good to know. And as a musician, you yes. would not say that glibly. Yep. Yep. The cast includes Ray Liotta, Ashley Judd, and Seth Green. It's called The Identical. And if you'd like more information, you can look it up on the website, theidenticalmovie.com. And if you're interested in going, you should also know they've got a free discussion guide, iTunes and Google Play apps, and a Bible study that's based on the movie from Youth Ministry 360. That's theidenticalmovie.com. And if you buy your ticket through a website I'm going to share with you in a moment, Serving Our Neighbors gets $1 donated to its outreaches for Serving Your Neighbors right here locally in the Portland area. And that website address is seatz.com, which I will spell S-E-A-T-Z-Y.com. Just look up the identical. So, James, for a lot of our listeners who may be less familiar with Serving Our Neighbors, can you give us the 30,000-foot view of what Serving Our Neighbors actually is and does? Yeah, I mean, it's a collaborative effort. It's just people working together to truly just come together and, and support each other in a lot of ways. Um, our mandate, our biblical mandate is Jeremiah 29, 7. It says, work for the peace and prosperity of the city where I've called you. 
Pray to the Lord for it, for its welfare will determine your welfare. And the Lord's been really challenging me uh, to shift my prayer and how I pray for myself and my city and others from uh, stop crying out to me like a baby, stop uh, begging like a toddler, stop asking like a teenager, and agree with me like a son. And so I interpret that particular word, pray to the Lord for it, this city that you live. And he was talking to these Israelites as they're about to go into Babylon. Agree with what I want to do here, and you'll be prosperous. You'll be blessed. You'll be a blessing to them. And that's exactly what our mandate is. And so what we've been doing is mobilizing prayer, mobilizing service. We've gotten behind uh, season service, now city serve, the plow festivals, uh, all kinds of other initiatives supporting the Christian Chamber of Commerce and its launch over the last seven years. Uh, we started in 1999 uh, with a group, a group of pastors and some business people. Uh, we're able to you know, address some things uh, that were happening at that time and got national coverage through Focus on the Family, their monthly magazine. The Oregonian did a couple stories on these pastors that were getting ready to serve and pray. And then uh, I asked the steering committee, hey, could you help me with my new role as the state coordinator for National Day Prayer? And they said, sure. So we promoted that and began working with that. And then about in the early uh, 2008, God really challenged me to set up a nonprofit public charity. And so I did. And then uh, I had a friend who gave us some money to work with, and it just took off from there. We were, it's been fun to be able to have this resource that could actually undergird and support and launch new initiatives, new ministries, new efforts, our annual Marketplace Summit that we do with the Christian Chamber and all the other Marketplace Ministries was sponsored by Serving Our Neighbors. And so that's the kind of hands-on stuff that we do. So because Serving Our Neighbors is involved in so many different types of outreaches, what kind of needs does the organization have most at this point? Mm -hmm. If one of our listeners has a gifting or free time in a certain area, what are you looking for to help Serving Our Neighbors out? Well, many of the uh, particular um, people in the community here know about Seven. It's an effort of prayer and service that takes place in October, September. This year is going to be the the middle, uh, last week, full week of September. And what we're doing in partnership with that is we're uh, helping launch a brand new website that will be able to point people, the thousands of people that come for that one week of of prayer and, and fasting, to, hey, there's uh, lots of prayer groups, about 150 ongoing prayer groups that are praying for the city. You can actually be a part of that. You can join one of those groups. And there's different prayer initiatives. And there's also, uh, we want to hear your stories of how God's answered your prayer. And so that's one of the things that we need funding and, and support for. When we return, we have James Autry, the executive director and campaign administrator for Serving Our Neighbors. We're going to find out more about the Christian Chamber of Commerce of the Northwest, more about serving our neighbors, and in addition to that, about the Sun 100 Golf Marathon. It's coming up on Saturday, September 20th at the Charbonneau Golf Course in Wilsonville, which I hear is just a lovely, outstanding place that we need to take a look at. If you'd like to contact James, give him an email at info at servingourneighbors.org. More with James Autry next on Difference Makers. And thank you for listening to True Talk 800. Welcome back to Difference Makers on True Talk 800. I'm Mike Lee, hanging out with my dear friend James Autry, the executive director of the Christian Chamber of Commerce of the Northwest and also of Serving Our Neighbors. Don't forget the Sun 100, which benefits Serving Our Neighbors, many causes and outreaches. It's coming up on Saturday, September 20th at Wilsonville's Charbonneau Golf Course. Now, I've never actually golfed myself, I'm afraid to admit, but I bumped into this guy at... Ken's Auto Service Center in Woodburn, who is a retired 
dentist, and he's telling me he lives in Wilsonville, and for the areas that we frequent, we really ought to strongly consider moving KPDQ's Pastors Masters to Charbonneau in Wilsonville next year. So have you ever set foot on that course, James? Can yeah, you tell I, us about it? Yeah, I have. I visited it several times. It's an executive course, and so they have uh, little nine holes here and there and here and there, and when you play through 18 holes, you play two times through this area, but it's in a totally residential area, well-planned out, just gorgeous, just beautiful. It's like an oasis. I mean, here... Living in the Northwest, everything is beautiful, but when you drive into this little area right off of I-5, it's like, oh my gosh, look at this community, all these beautiful homes. I have good friends that live there now. Uh, it's just, it's, it's a beautiful place, and you got to check it out. So the SUN 100, no, SUN being an acronym for Serving Our Neighbors, that's coming up. It's going to help the different outreaches that Serving Our Neighbors yes. employs. So can you give us the... Yep. The big picture of serving our neighbors and why we need to get behind the Sun 100. Well, if anybody's familiar with downtown Portland, there's a brand new bridge that's being built. And the beauty of that bridge, and it's called, I think, the Trillium uh, Bridge, is that uh, it's a, it's a, it's a uh, commuter bridge. It's uh, going to be a neighborhood bridge. It's all what serving our neighbors is all about. And, the be- and what that bridge is about is no cars. And, and, and it's, you know costs millions of dollars to build and lots of planning. And so I was thinking as I was driving by and taking a shot of that, uh, you know, who builds something like that? Well, people that value uh, community, people that value collaboration, people that value convergence. And, and those are the three core values of what we do is that we set that, that area, we set the stage, we build those kind of bridges and allow people to, to participate. Even in the Sun 100 campaign, this was developed by Josh McDowell Ministries, uh, his development director. He became so successful raising so much money back in the 80s that Josh decided to fire the guy and say, hey, you got to help other ministries do this. And since 1992, they've, through 6,300 campaigns, they have raised over $240 million for local nonprofits all across America. And so we took that tool, that model, and basically said, hey, let's uh, utilize this, but let's open it up for other nonprofits. We paid the initial you know, retainer fee to turn the system on, to make it happen, and uh, basically, we said, you know, if you want to join us in this campaign with your nonprofit, whoever you want to support, we'll split the proceeds in half. You raise ten thousand, we'll give you five, less the little percentage that we need to pay them. And basically, we just completely opened it up. Well, here so, we so are. So, who's on board now? Well, we have Raya International, a local prayer ministry. We have uh, uh, Marty Miller with Good Samaritan Ministries. We've got uh, a friend of mine, Robert Ship- Shipman, down in. Uh, Canby that's uh, raising nonprofit uh, money for his uh, library, local association there. Uh, there's quite a variety of folks that have jumped uh, in with us and said, hey, I'll do that, and they'll support us. And it allows people to experience what Serving Our Neighbors is all about. It's about collaboration, taking a very proven, well-established tool and saying, hey, how can we expand this to include other ministries and support them and, support, and allow them to also raise funds? And so that's what we're about. So have you found a lot of good networking going on between <laughs> these ministries of different types and these outreaches from different areas? Absolutely. And our focus over the last uh, you know, four years has been uh, Marketplace Ministries. And we uh, launched and, and put together what we call the annual Marketplace Summit. And uh, that particular element uh, is one of our flagship uh, uh, goals and, and events. I mean, we, uh, the chamber had just started and we had an annual event that we were just kicking off. And then when I got involved in managing the chambers, day-to-day operations and so forth, I said, hey, let's bring in Patrice Aguay with Nehemiah Project. Let's bring in Christ at Work groups. They've been meeting for prayer all over the city for 20-something years. Uh, let's include all these other ministries that are doing 
work out in the marketplace with business people, and let's all come together. You know, let's book the convention center and let's have a big event and just celebrate what God's doing and highlight and introduce more people to what's happening. And so that was an event that was undergirded. We paid the first bill, (laughs) $6,000 to make that sustainable, uh, you know, for the chamber and and for the whole group. And that's that's another example of what we do. And so for the Marketplace Summit that you just mentioned, James Altry, did anything surprise you? Did it pretty much run exactly as as you would had expected, or did God show you any curveballs that opened your eyes towards something? Well, that's a good question. I mean, I've I've put together world conferences for other organizations in in different cities like Orlando and San Francisco and Boston and so forth, and so I have a lot of training in doing that. Uh, it was pretty typical on that line of of being a collaborative effort. Um, and what I loved about it is that God used it to introduce another critical tool, uh, another partner that we now have here in Portland called Transformation Leadership with Ford Taylor. Uh, at the time, Patrice said, hey, you need to have this guy speak. We had him speak. And since then, we've had over 800 people that have experienced the Transformation Leadership training. And it's not only affected their business, it's also affected their family. And the stories coming out of that are just mind-blowing of how people are learning to relate to each other, to get the junk out of the trunk, to be able to build a community in their family and their business that's allowing God to then bless them with incredible profits and results because now they can handle that kind of abundance and wealth. Beforehand, it would have ripped them apart. And now they have the tools because they're biblically based. And so that's another integral part of what we're doing with Serving Neighbors is is to say, hey, here's something else that can benefit you incredibly if you just show up and participate. And what I love about the TLD, Transformational Leadership, movement is that it's not simply about business. It is about your walk with Christ in and outside of what you do for a career for that given time. Whereas when I was growing up, it seemed like maybe the underlying message was be a good Christian on Sunday, but Monday morning, we're in the real world again. And even though our, our walk with Christ should be the undergirding factor of absolutely everything we do. I have friends who work in different industries, and they'll fight with the themselves over continuing to use vulgarity, for instance, because everybody in my business talks this way. It's just what we do. <laughs> and yet still, if you're walking with Christ and the Bible says one thing and you're practicing the other on Monday through Saturday, how strong is that bond between in you and the Lord that you profess to serve? So I'm glad that transformational leadership exists. And I'm sure you wouldn't mind if I mentioned sure. the website portlandtl.com because the amazing Ford Taylor is coming to town to Portland, and that'll be a three-day event between October 2nd, which is a Thursday, and the 4th, which is a Saturday. And you will not only equip yourself for better business, but for being able to take that walk you have with the Lord in every aspect of who you are and what you do in business, in family, in everything. And isn't that what we're built to do? It is. The Lord really challenged me a couple years ago. He says, hey, stop putting me first. Uh, but I've heard I'm supposed to do that my whole, you know, we're supposed to start out with God first. He says, no, no, stop putting me first. And I said, what are you talking about? <laughs> he says, I want to be in the center. I want to be in the center of your marriage. I want to be in the center of your family. I want to be in the center of your work. I want to be in the center of everything you do, what you're talking about. And I have an illustration. When I was in college in Nashville and I was working at the Hyperland Hotel, God said, just show up. This is the first time I've ever been in a, quote, secular environment. He says, just show up and just serve people. I said, okay. And I had a lady, a friend of mine, who talked worse than I'd ever heard in my entire life. She became my best friend. 
and I just let it go in one ear and out the other. And after two years of just being in that environment, helping them out, right before we were about to go into a break uh, to serve a lunch or breakfast or something in the back hall, she asked me a question about God. Now, I've never brought up God, but she asked me a question about God. And everybody in the hallway was looking at me and they were saying, they were thinking, I, I, you know, I, I saw that they were looking to see what I had to say. You know why? Because I'd earned the right to be heard. And I thought, whoa, this is how we're supposed to impact the world. Is we just <laughs> say, it, you know, this is a Southern uh, phrase. We just love the hell out of people, you know, basically. <laughs> I'm from the South. That's what we say. And it actually, actually comes from Mike Warnke joke, if you remember Mike Warnke, the comedian that was very popular. But he said, you know, we're in the business of loving the hell out of people, just loving people. Jesus loved on people. And then they asked him, who are you? Why are you doing this? Why you care so much for me? And I know that I planted seed that day, and I made a difference, and God's watered it. And I have no idea what's happened since then. I've been back to Nashville for many years. But I was faithful and obedient just to show up, just be there. And then, like St. Francis of Assisi said, preach the gospel at all times and sometimes use words. Which is not to say to forsake the word altogether and never speak about your faith. But I like how you said you had earned that respect to be heard. I think one of the reasons I, I'd taken a lateral move back in my New York days was to be the Christian who actually showed up to work on time and worked hard. Because we had one who was pretty vociferous on the desk, but she was a party girl, um, showed up late. Uh, there was a verb about her because she always called out about everything. So anyway, <laughs> I, I, I firmly believe that my season working in New Jersey was to be the one who was professed to be a Christian, but actually worked hard and had your back. So sometimes it's not a matter of what we say as much as a matter of what we say through our actions. Exactly. And language is, you know, what, what is it? 85% body language is, is how we communicate. That's what we teach. One of the tools in, in TL, how important it is that you um, posture yourself to be in a position to serve others and so forth. Anything yeah. else in TL or transformational leadership yep. that would attract someone who maybe hadn't heard about mm. transformational leadership before? Well, again, I, we had one great company here in the in the Northwest that, you know, the gentleman brought in the Christ at Work group meetings, and and the Christian owned and operated, but he had two Christians that just hated each other. And, you know, he knew that this has gone on for too long. He didn't know what to do about it. And it was in the the second TL training that he went through. And it's training. It's not teaching. It's not a conference. You actually learn the tools in the group of people that you're with sitting around the tables and all the different exercises that we do. So it's a really fun event. It's interactive, it's a lot more totally hands-on, kind I of love like it. University I, of I, Phoenix, like more than just sitting in a lecture. Exactly. I love the training, because, and it's done as a plain glass versus a stained glass, meaning we don't bring all the scriptures and the Christianese. You know, our whole focus there is to let people experience the Bible at work rather than talk about it, and also they fall in love with it. And so, yeah, he had two guys, and then he used some of the tools, and as soon as they got reconciled, the company just went crazy. I mean, the money just started flowing in, all the business sales. It was just amazing to see that happen. And our heart should be following God more than anything else. But Absolutely. if the fringe benefit would be your business grows and you make more money, that's not a bad no, thing. No, because you use it for the kingdom. <laughs> you use it to bless other people. <laughs> PortlandTL.com is where you could find out more about this October 2nd through 4th transformational leadership session with Ford Taylor, who's just an amazing person as well as a leader, and you can find out more information about the Sun 100 Golf Marathon on the website servingourneighbors.org. That's coming to the Charbonneau Golf Course in Wilsonville on September 20th. 
More with James Autry next on Difference Makers on True Talk 800. You're listening to Difference Makers on True Talk 800. My name is Mike Lee, and my friend James Autry is in the studio today. James is the well-known executive director of Serving Our Neighbors as well as the Christian Chamber of Commerce of the Northwest. You can find out more about both informations on their website. Servingourneighbors.org will let you find out more about the Sun 100 Golf Marathon coming up in Wilsonville at the Charbonneau Golf Course on Saturday, September 20th, which not only is a very special and fun event, if you're a golfer like I am not, but it helps reach different people in so many different areas and ministries and outreaches right here in the Portland metropolitan area. And you can also find out more about the Christian Chamber of Commerce of the Northwest at the website christianchambernorthwest.com. But more about you, James. Tell us about where you grew up in the first place. Well, I was raised in South Georgia, a little tiny town called Camilla. And then uh, when I was uh, early age, 15, I think I told you earlier uh, off the show that, uh, you know, all my heroes were James Bond, James Kirk, and this guy named James at 15 that had a TV show. And I was called Cullis Autry because that's my first name. I was named after my dad's uh, best friend in high school. And I just came out and wanted to start singing, learned how to sing, listening to Elvis Presley. And so I toured with a group called Continental Singers. And we went all over the United States when I was 17 and over to Europe, over to Sweden, Holland, Germany, Denmark. And it just changed my life. For the first time, I was with 40 other kids. It was an orchestra and a choir that loved God more than me. You know, and I thought, whoa. And then I saw the community of Christ all over the world. I said, whoa, I want to be in full-time ministry. And then uh, I, you know, my dad said, hey, you know, you're the first grandson and uh, that's going to be able to go to college. I'm going to cut down some pine trees here. And basically, you can't go into full-time ministry. you got to go to school. And so that's what I did. I selected Belmont uh, College, now Belmont University in Nashville, Tennessee. And this was back in the 80s and uh, basically grew up uh, you know, with all these amazing artists that we uh, know today, Amy Grant, Michael W. Smith, Stephen Curtis Chapman, uh, all these guys. I went to Belmont Church and just had a blast with the Christian community there that was just developing and impacting the nations of the world. And it as well as in, at home, as well as in Nashville, uh, we met every single Wednesday for prayer. And saying, God, if you could just move in Nashville, it would impact the Baptist Church, because the Southern Baptist headquarters, the Methodist Church, the, the, Christian, community, the Christian music you know, community would be so impacted. And, uh, you know, that, I just, God just continually poured into us uh, the prayers to pray. And we're seeing that happen today. Uh, Lou Engel with one of the calls, 7707, we broadcast that here locally in Portland. Uh, they had a major prayer movement that's just, you know, galvanized people together to to seek the Lord. And so as I went off to college and got my degree in marketing, you know, God said, uh, uh, you know, you need to move beyond just doing stuff with music. And so I looked at business and it made sense. And then I moved to California to work with uh, some Christian businessmen called Full Gospel Businessmen's Fellowship in America. And they're actually sponsoring a breakfast coming up here in Clark County in October that hopefully can talk about. And I worked at their international headquarters, did some, uh, you know, in charge of their world conventions and used my uh, skills there. And then the uh, founder uh, passed on and I moved to Colorado Springs. And then after about a year being a part of New Life Church and Ted Haggard was my pastor there. And uh, God said, then sent me to the Bay Area, met my wife, Susan, was listening to a station up there and said, hey, there's a sales position, applied for that. And then I drug my wife back home. So 18 years ago, coming up on October the 7th, I moved to Portland, Oregon, 
and it's been a ride. <laughs> well, that's for sure. And regarding that breakfast you were talking about, uh-huh. more information can be found at ClarkCountyPrayerBreakfast.com regarding yes. uh, this breakfast. And it's going to be Friday, October 17th at the Hilton downtown Vancouver featuring keynote speaker, Lieutenant General Jerry Boykins. So that ought to be an exciting one. Yeah, if you but, remember the movie Black Hawk Down, that's the story. He was the uh, Secretary General, uh, under Deputy Secretary General under Bush. So he was in charge of the CIA and the National all the uh, intelligence services for that. Uh, great godly man. He's a good friend of Stu Weber. He's been to Portland uh, several times. And so uh, we asked him to come because this particular event uh, has been around for 12 years. We have about 900 people that come out. But we've never featured uh, a military person. And so we always honor our mayors and civic leaders. And we wanted to especially honor veterans and wounded soldiers. And so we decided to ask him to come, and he agreed. And so this is another project that we took what was Full Gospel Business had been doing very successfully for 12 years. And we said, hey, let's collaborate some resources here and partners. And so we brought in the YMCA and all the stuff that's happening there, the Christian Chamber, and serving our neighbors. And so our whole focus is that this model could be replicated where we could have an event in Clackamas County, Multnomah County, Washington County again. Uh, Marion County, and be able to uh, see uh, prayer breakfasts for our mayors and civic leaders just kind of replicate all over the country. What I love about you, my friend James Autry, is you are a unifying force. You bring people together from different walks of life and outreaches, and you combine their resources. At one point, uh, I was involved in a church plant that launched, and something that bothered me was we were not the only church in our town to be renting a building and doing our own church and worship. And my main bone of contention was, how can we never talk with these other churches? What if we're all doing the exact same thing separately and we're really more called to combine our resources? Never really got that answer. But moving right along, James, backtrack to the Bay Area. There you met your wife. Okay, not good (laughs) enough. Details, please. Well, that was an amazing story. Uh, it, it's I again. I was really comfortable in Colorado Springs. There's like 80 national headquartered uh, ministries there. Focus on the family. Uh, World, a new life church was building the World Prayer Center, and you know, I thought I'd be there forever. And God said, "No, you're done." After a year of being there, and I'm thinking, "What in the world?" And here I am, 30 years old, and I've got people all over the world looking for me for a wife. Okay. <laughs> And uh, I, my story kind of parallels to Joseph, where he got married at 30 and had two sons, and that kind of happened to me. And uh, basically, uh, I, I, just seeking the Lord, I said, okay, what do I do? And I get this call from these group uh, men in, in, in Full Gospel in the Bay Area, and they said, hey, we've been praying, uh, and we want you to come run our ministry office here at this bakery that we, we manage and maintain. Ronnie Svenhar is this guy. And if you go to... Walmart or Sam's or whatever, and you look in the pastry section or even the grocery stores like Safeway, you see the little Swedish day, uh, pastries called Svenhars. That's the guy I used to work for, multimillion there. Amazing guy. And so he said, hey, we want you to come out here and work for us. And so I did that. We were planning a convention at the Red Line in Modesto, California. Six months earlier, this lady had been transferred from Vancouver because she was doing national sales to actually be the sales manager there. And we First of all, we were just working on the convention, and all of a sudden the convention came uh, and in May, and every time I'd sit down, I would share my testimony with this salesperson. I'm thinking, why is this happening? And by the end of the week, uh, God had just really opened up my clarity, and I called my mom and I said, Mom, I got to promise you I'm not going to marry this woman <laughs> in a month before you meet her. So I flew back to that September <laughs> to uh, Nashville to sing at a wedding. 
And uh, my wife, my mom and dad came up. Uh, Susan drew, uh, flew out there. And so they met her. And then we proposed in October and we got married a year later in March. And so uh, it, it just, you know, it, it was just challenging and, and frustrating. At the same time, it was amazing. And, and God just took two independent people that were in their, you know, early 30s and, and late 20s and just kind of meshed us together. And, and it's been a, a journey and a, and a lot of fun. Yeah, God's time is kind of really funny. And and perfect and crazy all at once, it seems. Sometimes. At first, she didn't like me. I mean, her nickname for me, if I can say it, was Little Messiah, because everybody loved me. Oh, shoot. <laughs> uh, no, but, was this to your face? <laughs> hey, Little Messiah, pass the salt, please. No, it just, again, uh, uh, Susan's an amazing woman. She's a director of sales and marketing for the Hilton there in Vancouver. And then five years ago, almost six now, she retired and had our third son. So she's well established businesswoman, got a great head on her head, uh, you know, brain and so forth, and just uh, amazing woman, and I, I honor her greatly. But uh, God did have to take two very independent people and mesh them together, and and it's it's been fun. And am I correct in, in presuming <laughs> that that Susan already knew the Lord well before she met you? Well, she had made a commitment to the Lord when she was a kid, and then she reaffirmed that because that was a key thing, and uh, it was really fun. The, the first date we had. And I know we're off the sidetrack here because this is so interesting. The first date we had, we went out to see this movie, Wasn't Any Good. And so I went over to her house and I watched this movie called Sleepless in Seattle. Oh, I remember that. Remember that movie? I most certainly do. And I turn around after the movie's over and we're just sitting on the couch. And I said, you know what? I could easily fall in love with you. And she said, yeah, if I love the Lord as much as you do. And that's what came out of her mouth. And I said, you know where my priorities are. And it's like, whoa. And so it was from that point on that, you know, we moved forward. And again, God just meshed us together. And, and she's my best friend. You know, I don't get to spend a lot of time with her because she's busy with the kids and I'm busy with work. Uh, but uh, she's she's a blessing. That is a thing of beauty, James. <laughs> <laughs> so do you still rent the movie every so often? Tom Hanks, Meg yes, Ryan, we just own it. bring we, you all back. Yeah, exactly. We have it. <laughs> you could probably quote it line for line, couldn't you, by uh, now? Probably. I love that. What about, uh, what was the other one they did? You've Got Mail? Yeah, That had Meg his Ryan. appeal to it. It was the Meg Ryan, Tom yeah, Hanks yeah. era of the romantic comedy. Yeah, see, seems. I'm a crier. I cry at movies. I cried the identical. You know, my wife doesn't cry at movies. <laughs> Again, it's just... It's so God. Susan kind of sitting next to you, burying her head, hoping uh, that no one yeah, saw exactly. you two together? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned growing up in a Christian household. When did it stick for you personally? What influences did your parents have in, in particular? Well, um, and early on, uh, my dad was an alcoholic. Uh, he just loved to fight and drink. Uh, my mom was his high school sweet, sweet, sweetheart. And uh, I have um, scar tissue on my lungs because I had pneumonia as a baby. But we had heard, uh, as I was a little toddler and, and early uh, uh, teenager, that uh, this lady, this guy in, in Albany was a chiropractic doctor. And chiropractors back in the 70s and 80s were not very popular. But God had healed this guy of cancer. And it was kind of intriguing. And my mom's sister, my Aunt Fran, had said, you know, uh, there's something different about you. And, and, and basically, my Aunt Fran said, yeah, all my life have, you know, I've had a hold on Jesus, but now he's got a hold on me. And she said, what are you talking about? And my mom and dad just, you know, went to a prayer group meeting, and they had an encounter with God instantaneously. My dad was delivered of alcohol, never tr- drank again. And from that point on, I grew up in a Christian home, and we went to the Baptist church, and but we went to all these other amazing camps and retreats, and I, I'm just so blessed to have such an incredible heritage. So when when 
at this point, how old were you when your father got miraculously delivered uh, from alcoholism? Probably about four or five, I think it was. Yeah, because I was, um, yeah, four or five. And I think um, Derek Prince was a friend uh, uh, teaching, and he actually prayed over me at five years old. So it was in those early stages. And a lot of that uh, brought a lot of insecurity in my life. And then the Lord dealt with all that later on. Uh, so it wasn't rosy. It was life. You know, life is messy. But at the same time, uh, incredible heritage to walk from and to be able to navigate and understand. The Sun 100 Golf Marathon is coming Saturday, September 20th, with more details at the website servingourneighbors.org. And we are speaking with the group's executive director, James Autry. More with James next on Difference Makers on True Talk 800. Thanks so much for tuning in to Difference Makers on True Talk 800. My name is Mike Lee, and I'm privileged to hang out with my pal James Autry today. James is the executive director not only of the Christian Chamber of Commerce of the Northwest, with more information at ChristianChamberNorthwest.com, but also of a group called Serving Our Neighbors, who has a website, ServingOurNeighbors.org, where you can find a lot more information not only on all of the different outreaches and programs and groups that Serving Our Neighbors unites, but also on a big, exciting event coming to Wilsonville on Saturday, September 20th. It's called the Sun 100 Golf Marathon at the prestigious and lovely Charbonneau Golf Course. And James, with so many golf events in the area, can you tell us what's different about the Sun 100? Well, the difference is is that the, the whole campaign is going to cost a lot less, and we'll be able to generate a lot more funds. That won't go just to making the campaign. Like you could put on a huge banquet and have to pay for the food and all this kind of stuff. And you only net, what, 20, 30, maybe 40 percent from that. Well, this is flipped around the other way because the costs are so minimum and it's just the right people doing the right things and just asking friends and family, hey, I'm going to shoot 100 holes in four hours, you know, golf. And and basically, I just I pledged a dollar hole. Will you help me? Will you match me or you will you see me? And I had a friend the other day. He said, yeah, I'll, I'll pay ten dollars a hole. You know, you're like, whoa, okay, that's cool. And basically, you know, uh, that's what it's all about. It's friends asking friends. I'm supporting a cause. Will you help me? And we open it up to other nonprofits to participate, and we'll split the proceeds for that. And that's what is fun about it. It's just a fun day. Whether we golf or not is irrelevant. It's all designed just to let people know what we're doing and that they can be a part of, of being a part of, of contributing to that and watching that investment grow. Uh, that's a, another aspect of my life is that I, I, I'm, I'm like a big fat bumblebee. I cross pollinate and allow fruit to keep growing all over the place. <laughs> and that's why I'm all over the place and connected to so many different things because God says, you got to go to this, you got to do this and this and this integrates here. And I want you to me- introduce that person to that person and that person, to that person. And boom, you know, God brings forth the increase. And that's what we are privileged to be in the city. It's fun. <laughs> so in a brief overview, can you sum up some of the different groups and organizations and causes that Serving Our Neighbors is assisting with the Sun 100 Golf Marathon? Well, wow, that's amazing. Um, there's so many efforts out there and things that are happening. One of the key things that we're excited about, again, I think I mentioned that early in the show, is that CityServe and Kevin Palau with Seven, uh, we're wanting to launch this supportive website uh, called pdxpraise.com uh, that will have listings of prayer groups and prayer initiatives and stuff like that. Uh, we're also working with Ed Savoso. He's uh, Luis Palau's brother-in-law, and he has a global ministry, and he's using biblical principles to see entire cities come to the Lord. And so we on our website, you can go there, servingourneighbors.org, and you click on Adopt Your Street, and there you can learn about his initiative and how he's seeing transformation come by people praying for their street and how that, that leads out to. 
Uh, Paul Watson with City Team uh, International, he has a great effort. His father pioneered this church planning movement that's seeing tens of thousands of people come to the Lord, and that's happening even here in the States. And so we want to support him and be a part of, of what he's doing, not just with City Team there on Graham, but also the initiative of, of adopting you know people for prayer and, and finding that man of peace who will be that a catalyst to bringing people to the Lord. Because the whole Bible Discovery Bible Study course that they go through and teach people through— they actually get people engaged in that because it's a friend asking them to be a part of that, and they uh, disciple people before they even get saved. And it's in the course of that of that, that study that they encounter God, and it's a real thing in their lives. And so that's another initiative. Uh, Tim Taylor, with his work that he's doing out of uh, uh, Washington and mobilizing uh, all-day prayer and worship, uh, Ford Taylor here with Transformation Leadership, Patrice Gay with Nehemiah Project and teaching people about biblical entrepreneurship, and then the Christian Chamber of Commerce uh, supporting our chairman, Wendy, Wendy Jones, and all the other initiatives. Because we'd like to see the chamber not only function out in the marketplace, but have partnership with local churches to host chamber meetings, as well as to have uh, chamber meetings on campus for students that are going into the business marketplace so that they can be mentored by uh, business people that are actually out there doing it. And so that's what I'd really like to see those things funded. Uh, myself as well. I would love to see young Christians about to finish college do some kind of an internship or a mentoring program where they could get the the point of things early before making a lot of the mistakes that we've made in our pasts and hopefully start a new generation of Christ-centered, biblical, young Christian businessmen and women who will impact this generation like nothing before. I love the story that you shared with us earlier about how your dad got miraculously healed from alcoholism. Mm-hmm. And as the oldest child in your family, even at as, as young an age of five, did you just notice a night and day difference? Or do you have any memories about that time of your life? Well, I do remember the liquor bottles under this kitchen sink, you know, the empty ones that were about to go out to the trash because they don't recycle in Georgia yet. <laughs> Still. <laughs> but, uh, and then they were gone. And then the atmosphere in my home completely changed because my mom and dad were on the verge of divorce. I mean, basically, that alcohol was about to separate them. I mean, mom wasn't ready to kill the guy. (laughs) Uh, But when that happened, the entire atmosphere and our family changed. And my brother and I still fought like brothers, you know, and picked on each other. But at the same time, uh, we were open to the things of God happening. And I came to the Lord by my dad praying for me. I mean, I had a fever and he took out the word and said, hey, Jesus rebuked the fever of Peter's mother-in-law. I'm going to do the same thing. And he did, and you know, it left. And I was healed. And at that process of that prayer, he said, James, what about your relationship to God? You know, what, are you, what are you doing about that? And so he led me through the sinner's prayer. Uh, so the, what you're seeing happening through my life is definitely uh, the hand of God and, and the foundation that I'm standing upon. Had I known he was going to be in town, it would have been neat to have had your dad on with you and interviewed him live in person, yeah, because he, he, uh, your parents are in town right now, aren't they? They are. He injured his knee last night, and so he can't move around too well, so we're we're believing God for some healing there. And so, yeah, I mean, I'm hoping that they can uh, listen in on the radio broadcast later, Saturday. Well, we'll have to li- uh, make sure to uh, keep your dad's leg in prayer, but what a great story. He must be so proud of you. I think he is. I mean, he's an old country guy, and uh, he does voice that. And it's really funny because in college, uh, I called him up because I wasn't always that close. I was really close to my mom, but I called my dad up in college. He says, Dad, I can't get away from you. I said, what are you talking about? 
I said, I'm acting like you. I'm talking like you. I'm standing like you. Every time I turn around, you are just coming out of my wood, out of me. He's like, what is going on? And it, it's so true. I mean, you, you have experienced um, my dad. <laughs> and that's what we're to be like. Jesus was the reflection of God the Father, right? And we are to be like him. The whole purpose of life is for us to be like him so that we can reveal him, the Father, to others around us. And I've I've seen that in my life. I mean, you've encountered my dad just by knowing me, and uh, you know it's 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 fun to, to to watch that happen. And you and Susan have boys of your own, right? Now. Yes, we have three boys. Yep. So how are they enjoying the grandparents being out for the visit? Well, they've usually seen them through Skype and the computer, and through birthdays and holidays and stuff like that. So they 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 enjoy having them around and having them part of their life. You mentioned starting off having your two after the age of thirty, but you got to share the story about. <laughs> Your third son. Whatever happened to that BMW of yours anyway? Well, we still have it. We're trying to sell it right now. But uh, on December 2008, my uh, third son was due to come on December 25th, the day of Christmas. My birthday is the day after the 26th. And uh, basically, we know, if you remember 2008, we had a snowstorm. And after Thanksgiving, my wife uh, went to the hospital and said, you know, I think I'm going to have this baby. And they said, no, they sent us home. So we fixed up the nursery. But then on Tuesday morning, the 8th of December... Uh, we got up, and basically she had an ultrasound visit. We were in southeast Portland having to go, drive all the way over to St. Vincent to meet with her doctor, and a friend was going to take the her, and I was going to take the boys to school, and all of a sudden the Lord said, no, you need to take Susan and let Angela take the boys. And so as soon as we get in the car, I get her out of the tub, and so we get in the car, and then we're driving through rush hour traffic over Ross Island Bridge through the tunnels, Onto the other side, onto Highway 26, and by the time we get out of Multnomah County into Washington County, boom, he's in the car. <laughs> and it's like, oh my gosh, what's going on here? I knew I had to get to the hospital. Susan had to birth the baby, and it happened. That's quite a way to be welcomed into this world. James Autry, my dear friend, is the executive director of Serving Our Neighbors and the Christian Chamber of Commerce of the Northwest. Check out the website's Christian Chamber Northwest and find out more about the different ministries that Serving Our Neighbors serves. In addition to the Sun 100 Golf Marathon coming up on September 20th, on the website, servingourneighbors.org. James, thanks so much for coming in and being a guest as well as a friend right here. And thank you, listeners, for joining us on True Talk 800 for Difference Makers. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.